Welcome to the Burn Bright Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping big-hearted, creative women battle burnout and live happy, healthy, and vibrant lives. I'm Kellyanne, a fellow big-hearted creative, a licensed therapist, and a proud, quirky millennial. Welcome to episode three. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you all who've joined me along the way. This week, we are going to talk about the B and the ABCs of burnout prevention, which is being brave and boundaried. So last week, if you remember, and I encourage you, if you have not listened to it yet, to go back to listen to last week's episode, because we talked about the A and the ABCs of burnout prevention, and that was authenticity. And we talked about how important it is to be authentic to yourself And that part of that means that you understand what your mission is, what your internal kind of code of being is, and how to be aligned with that to avoid burnout. We talked about how when you're misaligned or out of step with what's important to you, you accelerate the chances of you getting burnout. And then we did an exercise where we talked about writing down what your mission is, what your covenant is, what your moral compass is. We asked a few pointed questions and had you write down some answers and hopefully it helped bring some clarity as to what is your true purpose and calling and how you can maintain a level of authenticity in the work and the life you lead to avoid burnout. But this week kind of picks up where that left off and that was that in order to be authentic and true to yourself you have to be brave and you have to have boundaries. So like last week, we have a sponsor of a book. Last week, it was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. This week, it is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I've been a huge fan of Brene Brown. Most people in the therapy world are. Her work around vulnerability and courage and shame is just, it's unparalleled in the field of mental health. And so it makes sense that she would be a great roadmap and provide great tips on how to avoid burnout. And most of her work is all around courage and it's all around being brave. She has other books, Daring Greatly's one, Braving the Wilderness is another. All of those books surround the power of courage and how that changes our whole lives when we decide to be brave about the things that are important to us. And so this week I wanna talk about how we can do that how it really relates to burnout. And then once we talk about how bravery needs to be injected in our life, we have to use that bravery to create boundaries. And so we're gonna talk about how to maintain boundaries and go over some tips and a little bit of exercises on how to set boundaries in your life. So first up, let's talk about bravery. I think there's two words in the English language that sum up bravery. They're the bravest words you can say. And they're complete opposites. Yes is the bravest word you can say. And no is the bravest word you can say. And why do I say that? Well, it takes bravery to say yes to accepting yourself, to getting clear on what that mission is, what that code is, what that internal mechanism in yourself, how to say yes to that and how to accept that that's who you are. It takes bravery to say yes to doing the hard things. 
Self-improvement and being the best versions of ourselves is no easy task. And so every time we say yes to being a better version of ourselves or to stepping into something that's out of our comfort zone, anything that's hard, yes to taking on a responsibility or facing a challenge that may be painful, that's true bravery. It takes bravery to accept love in any form. And that doesn't just mean romantic love. We have to be brave to accept love in our lives, whether it's from friends or family. It takes yes to maturing and learning to say no. And so growing up is all about setting limits. And we're going to talk about that a little later. And saying yes to accepting the fact that that's just a part of our lives right now, that we have to say no. And so why do I say no is the bravest word in the English language? Because it takes bravery to say no to the things that don't serve you or to people-pleasing, to limiting beliefs that hold us back from doing the things that we love. We're going to talk a lot about that uh, later on in the podcast as the weeks unfold. It takes bravery to say no to the people and places and things that violate what we hold dear in our hearts, right? And this shows up in big and small ways. When we talked about burnout being a betrayal, burnout shows up when we don't say no to the things that kind of violate our internal belief systems or our code of conduct, our mission. And so it's really important that we, when we talk about bravery, it's about saying yes and no at the same time. So what is bravery have to do with burnout and more importantly how can we show up brave in our lives to prevent to prevent burnout from happening well it's important as I said before because once we're clear on who we are and what's important to us we have to fight for it that takes bravery and it takes a measure of courage to live authentically in a world where people may not always accept who we are or accept the beliefs that we have, but your life will be so much more rich if you assert yourself and stay brave and stay authentic. And so some of the ways we can demonstrate bravery and just five to talk about today is embrace vulnerability. Brene Brown does a fantastic job of this in Daring Greatly, where she talked about how people who live a life of fear have little or no confidence at all. So if you're afraid of people seeing you for who you are as an authentic person, and if you aren't able to open up and to stand in that truth and to embrace that truth, you can't be brave because a brave person embraces the vulnerability of being themselves and being authentic. And when you're able to do that and embrace that part of yourself, you stop burnout from happening because you start living who you are and that reduces the chances of you betraying that because you value it. The other way you can be brave is counterintuitive, like being vulnerable, right? Admitting and facing your fears is a way to be brave. You have to admit what your struggles are. You have to admit what you are working on or what part of yourself isn't in alignment. One of the bravest things you can do is face the fact that you may be scared to be yourself. You may be scared to identify the things that are important to you because what if you lose them? 
what if you don't obtain them? Or what if people take those things away or you can't live your purpose? You have to face your fear. And one of the ways to do that is just by exposing yourself and realizing that if you say out loud who you are and what's important to you, that no one will respond the way you think. That if you're just honest and open and face that fear nine out of ten times, it is not nearly as bad as you think. Another way to, to be brave is to be brave enough to continue to learn. It's really important that we're always growing and you're always trying something new and learning something new, whether it be a skill or it be a new concept like what we're talking about today. Bravery and authenticity go hand in hand because you never stop growing or learning and who you are evolves over time. And if you're not brave enough to continue to learn what that is and to learn more about how to be a better version of yourself, you will stuff, you will struggle and you will suffer from burnout. It also takes bravery to think positively. And so one of the ways you can make sure you stay brave is to keep a positive outlook. I know, especially in times like now, it's not easy, but it is the only way forward and the only way to manage stress is to keep a positive outlook. And so once you've established being brave and you you feel that you've connected enough to who you are to want to fight for it, the only way you're going to fight for it is if you set some boundaries. And so boundary setting can be a painful and scary process because setting up boundaries means saying no, means putting limits on your time. And there are ways to be boundaried without being aggressive or boundaried without being cruel. It's just a matter of, again, being very clear on who you are and fighting uh, for it in a way that is at the root of it all, kind and compassionate. And so when we talk about boundaries, it's really important that we talk about how to maintain and preserve your space. And one of the things that leads to burnout is when you lose the ability to have space in your life, that the walls kind of feel like they're closing in. And so preserving boundaries is really important. And there's a reason why I link them together, because it takes a lot of bravery to be boundary, to put a line in the sand that says no one can go past this, or to put yourself in a protective bubble. And so it's about acknowledging and honoring your limitations. So when we talk about being boundaried, it means saying to people that this is this is kind of where I I can't go any further. That I have emotional and mental and spiritual limits. And that I don't want to tolerate things that might make me feel unnecessarily uncomfortable or stressed out. And so when we think about the things that do that, that can help us set some boundaries and figure out where we are and what our lines are. Another thing we can do is learn to tune into our feelings. A lot of times people say they struggle setting boundaries, 
but we already know where our limits are and what that feels like and it usually shows up in two feelings. We start feeling uncomfortable when people push against our boundaries, right? And we start being angry or resentful. So one of the things you can do is to look around at the things in your life, at your job, that make you feel uncomfortable or resentful. And writing those things down, think about how many of those situations, how many of those moments are results in some way of a way that you have let someone violate something that's important to you or push against a boundary. So tuning into your feelings and looking for times that you feel resentful or uncomfortable can be a great way to figure out where your boundaries are, what they are, and how to kind of exercise and push back on them. A way to be boundaries is also so important is giving yourself permission to even have them in the first place. We live in a culture, particularly for women, that encourages us to just say yes to everything and to be helpful, to be nurturing, and that that somehow means that by being nurturing or saying yes to all the things, that we're somehow a good person. But really, it just means we're a good doormat. Having boundaries means giving yourself permission to not have guilt, to not be afraid of others' reactions, but to actually stand up for yourself. Because at the end of the day, boundary isn't just about a boundary isn't just about having a good relationship with someone or having great work balance. It's about self-respect. It's ultimately an expression of self-love. And as we talked about last week, if you are clear about who you are, there is nothing, there is no one who can take that from you. And so you have to have boundaries. The other thing you can do is once you have are learning about boundaries, or maybe you're just starting on this journey, it's really important to start small, right? So if you notice when you're just looking out for areas that cause you discomfort or resentment, and you notice it's a lot of areas, it's all the areas, it's in your love life, it's in your professional life, it's with your family, it's with your friends, it's not the time to just say, I'm boundary today, guys, and tell everyone how you feel about them. You know, why don't you start small? Pick the, the boundary that's being pushed upon that is, makes you the least uncomfortable, right? The smallest um, infraction or the smallest issue that you're having. And start there. Start assertively communicating by talking about what about that boundary bothers you, and then articulating some possible ideas for how to handle it or alternative solutions instead of going to everyone and saying, I am now boundaried. You want to make sure that you're doing so in small, measurable steps. So what do I mean by that? Let's say that you are constantly being made to stay late at work or you're constantly overwhelmed with clients, and you look at the clock and you have every intention of 4.30 getting out the door, let's say, and you look at the clock a second time and it's 6.30 and you're still nowhere near getting out the door. Perhaps one way you can set a boundary is by setting a timer that once a week you are out of the office 
by five o'clock. Start small, set that boundary, but enforce it. Make it important. Another way we talked about last week is sometimes burnout is a betrayal when we things that are important to us. Let's say having a family life or having a good relationship with your partner or meeting up with your friends on a Friday night for happy hour is important to you. And you've done the authenticity inventory and you realize that you are never getting out on Fridays to go to happy hour and you are not making time for your partner. Well, a small way to set a boundary and to be brave about it is to take back your Friday night and set that alarm for 5 p.m. and talk to your partner and make that your date night. Make that your happy hour with your girls. And so when your boss is asking you to stay late, you're staying late all the other days, but you say, you know what, I reinstituted date night and I have to get home by this certain time that I will make sure that I get this project or this issue done. And if you're self-employed or working for yourself or more client-based, that you are leaving at 5 p.m. because you value yourself, you value the people in your life, and you are brave enough to take care of yourself. So boundaries are so important. And last but not least, get help. Seek support. If you're having a hard time with boundaries, you can have friends, you can go to a coach or a therapist or or a church member or support group. There are all kinds of people out there to help you. I know for me, one of the things we talk about in the Burn Bright Academy is it's a group program that we connect other women with each other so that we are able to be supports to each other and hold each other accountable and work through some of the things that are obstacles to us really asserting ourselves and really establishing those boundaries. And so find a way to find people and put people in your life that will make you brave and make you assert yourself and put limits around your life and your time and and preserve yourself. Because as we said before, Bravery and boundaries are a matter of self-respect. And so the thing is, is as we grow and we learn about burnout and how to stop it from happening, it places a lot of responsibility on us. As I said before, and will continue to say, the ABCs of burnout prevention are simple, but nobody said they were easy. They take a lot of work. They take a lot of courage and a lot of self-reflection to get there. But once you are there and once you've done the work, you will see the benefits. I know for myself, I can testify to that because I was not always boundaried. And I certainly wasn't always brave. Even though people, would they knew me and if they saw me and they heard me saying this, they'd say, Kelly, that's not... Necessarily, I always see you, you're a big mouth and you're very out there with it. Being a big mouth and (laughs) standing up for certain things doesn't make you brave. And in my case, when I burned out, one of the things that accelerated me burning out was that I lost my ability to stand up for the things that mattered to me. I vaguely knew who I was, though I was losing sight of it day by day. But the part of me that ultimately made me forget about authenticity was that I was scared. 
I wasn't brave. And I knew that if I was myself, that I would, if I was honest about that, I'd have to leave my job. And at that point, I thought I couldn't possibly do it. The fear allowed me to lose my boundaries and lose myself. And so I looked up one day and realized I was basically a passenger in my own life. I was riding shotgun, looking over and watching as other people made decisions for me and pushed me in directions I would have never gone. I couldn't assert myself. I couldn't be authentic and I couldn't maintain my identity because I was scared all the time. And it cost me so much. For many years, I stayed in that space until it culminated in me basically having to quit my job with nothing lined up. And if I had just done a self-inventory, if I had been honest, I would have quit years before. Or maybe it would have never gotten to the point where I quit the way I did. If I had been brave enough to admit that this job no longer aligned with my life, if I had stood up for myself, if I had asserted my boundaries, I wouldn't have ended up with post-traumatic stress and questioning who I was before the age of 30. And so it is with that background that I bring so much passion to this work. I care so much about teaching these lessons because I know how burnout can impact your life. And I know how not standing up for yourself and not being brave and authentic can make a difference and not for the better. I learned how to put up boundaries. I learned how to be brave and my life got so much better. In fact, I rolled into my next job and they were calling me the boundary queen because I loved my protective bubble. I respected myself. And so being brave and having boundaries can show up in your life in multiple ways, big and small. When you stand up for yourself and when you protect yourself, it isn't a crime. It's a necessity. And so our book for the week was Daring Greatly. And you know I love it. It's all about how we can show up for ourselves and how important it is to be brave when it comes to our identity. So I'd like to leave you with a quote from that. Brene says, we can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, not at the same time. So in this episode, we talked about being brave and having boundaries, and that is sometimes the definition of being uncomfortable. You mentioned the word boundaries and people do get uncomfortable. And while it's okay to want comfort, in order to avoid burnout, we're going to have to push ourselves into an uncomfortable space. Just can't help it. And so if it comes to burnout and saving yourself, yeah, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. But it is so rewarding. And so this brings us to the end of this week's episode. I want to thank you all for listening. As always, you can find this podcast on a host of different sites, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google, just to name a few. Please subscribe, like, and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content every Wednesday. As always, I'm on my handles on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Same handle, Let's Burn Bright, and the website at letsburnbright.com. 
I look forward to speaking with you next week when we talk about more tips centered around burnout and self-care. And so until next week, take care of yourself and take care of each other.